0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome, everyone to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. I'm so very glad that you are with us tonight. I'm your host, Don Scott Damon, and you are listening to Talk Radio. And walk radio. We don't just talk about the principles of God, we walk them out. So, this is women helping women live full and free lives. And I'm so glad that you're with us. But tonight, we don't just have the sister in the house, we also have our honorary sister. He, he's a brother in the house. Uh, welcome with me, if you will, my two guests today. We have Pastor Neva Swinson and Pastor Julian Newman. What's hey! Great to be here
1: and great thank to you so much.
0: Give some love, Julian. Yeah,
2: I love giving the love because I just get an opportunity to hang out with the Freedom World Sisterhood, mm-hmm. and it's such an honor to be here as an honorary a member of the crew.
0: That's all. That's good. You, you're not you're not dressed like one of yeah. us, but that's all right. We prefer it that way, actually. <laughs> Me and you good. both. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pastor Neva, give some love to the ladies.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. And I'm excited about the opportunity just to talk about all the things that God can do to set you free, to make Mm -hmm. you whole, and um, to help you fulfill your purpose in life. Mm -hmm.
0: Amen. You know, you talk, Neva, like you understand something about being free, something about going from being tied up maybe and and in bondage and wounded uh, to what you're doing now, pastor and speaking and training and on staff with uh, many powerful ministries. Well, not many, but two. Um, <laughs> it's not like you're all over the map, but, you know, you, you, your influence is all over the world. That's right. Do you, know. you, yeah, you know something about being set free, Neva?
1: Yes. God has been so faithful to me. Um, during the course of a very uh, difficult marriage, I thought I was dis- disqualified from ministry mm-hmm. and from my purpose. But God, in his grace and mercy, taught me, what it was like to be healed, to be whole, Mm -hmm. and to um, come into the purpose that he had for me all along. And that there was no disqualification. Um, in in what I felt A, a failed life was
0: mm-hmm. Oh, that's great I have the same story You know, just being used of God And loving all of that And then going through a difficult End of a marriage mm-hmm. That I thought was going to disqualify me And, and put me on a shelf And um, don't don't hear me wrong Or may, I don't want to misspeak I believe in the sanctity of marriage And yes. love that But it didn't work that way for me After 28 years mm-hmm. And um You know, it takes one person to break a marriage apart. One person decides that they want to leave you. I just thought that was the end of it. But God in his mercy said, you know what? I specialize in taking the broken, burnt things of life and putting them back together. I will make beauty out of ashes. So that's what God's done for me, too. Hey, tonight I want to talk to you about, ladies, freedom that comes through worship You know, our worship can be a weapon before God that when life is doing you hard and things have you just in bondage and broken, just like we're talking right now, maybe you've been broadsided, uh, something that hit you that you didn't expect, or it's been a long time coming where just slowly you've lost joy in life and depression's overtaking you and you've got yourself stuck in a situation you don't know how to get out of. God's word makes it really clear to us that worship is a weapon that can set us free. I want to talk about that tonight. You know anything about that, Pastor Julian?
2: Man, I do. Um, You know, the Bible talks about the sacrifice of worship. Mm -hmm. And the sacrifice of worship is when we seek God, we press into God when we don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. And we've all been in situations and circumstances where we needed God to move on our behalf and we knew the right pathway, I need to pray, I need to worship, I need to seek the presence of God, we weren't in the, we weren't in the, uh, the mood for it. Mm-hmm. We were too hurt, we were too broken, we were too depressed. We were just too into our own stuff.
0: And maybe even a little bit angry with Man, God. angry, absolutely. You know, we, we don't want to admit that, but maybe a little disillusioned that, yeah. hey, here I am.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so it's in that place when we're angry and all the different things that we've talked about here is that, When we reach out to God, there's a special grace that comes to the person who sacrifices uh, and gives of himself in a costly way. Mm -hmm. And so worship isn't just music. It isn't just uh, the the slow songs on a Sunday morning. It's not a uh, a section in the bookstore or or, or something like that, Mm -hmm. though it includes all those things. Mm -hmm. But worship really comes from our life not on just on sundays but on mondays too
0: Mm -hmm. you know i've often said that you can praise god from a distance but to worship you have to draw close Mm -hmm. you have to come close it is love responding to love and i would say for me when i'm not feeling good and i don't feel like pray or worshiping god and and things aren't going my way i can put on a mask and i can do anything for a while which to me is almost like praising. I I can stand at a distance and clap with everybody in the crowd, but to get intimate and to worship and to really open up my heart and let my heart flow, I have to be right with God. I have to be open to that. And when I allow myself to come into that place and worship God, that's when he can really do some surgery on my heart. That's when he can touch me. It makes me vulnerable. It opens me up, right? Even if I don't feel like it. I can still worship because God will do something in the midst of that worship.
2: Well, I see it's it's um as you're saying that I was just thinking about many situations in my life where I didn't feel like it. You get in the presence of God, and it's almost like He unthaws you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your defenses Uh-oh. melt. Uh,
0: Unthaw. Unthaw. Did I you say You mean thaw? Yeah.
2: okay. I
0: say unthaw all the time. I just had to I had to pick on you there for a minute. Yeah, God thaws you yeah, out. He
2: thaws us out. He he thaws us out. He breaks down our defenses and he melts um the the distance. He 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 allows us to experience him in the things that didn't seem to make sense
0: mm-hmm. in
2: his presence, we see it a completely different way.
0: Mm-hmm. And why do we resist that so much? You know, there's so much power in the presence of God, in worshiping. There's something that happens when we open up our mouth and release what's inside of us, and it leads us into worship. Uh, Sometimes, have you ever gone camping or been in a place where we turn on the water and it hasn't been used in a while, Mm -hmm. and the first thing that comes out is kind of the sludge? And then after you let it run for a while you start to get that pure water. And oftentimes my worship to God is really convoluted at first when I come into his presence and I just want I just want to worship you, God. I just want to exalt you. I want to tell you how good you are. But God, you know this and this and this and this happened, and all that sludge comes out, you know, and that's not really worshiping God. It's really just my my complain list or mourning. But after a little bit, I still keep going and keep keep talking to God and keep worshiping pretty soon I can feel his presence drawing close to me because the Bible says that if we will draw close to God he will draw close to us so we start it we take the step we come and we begin to open our mouth and just release that conversation release those words to God is that still worship can that still be worship or did you have to have a recipe for worship
2: man I- I, I feel like worship for me is getting in the presence of God and being as honest and authentic as you can mm-hmm, be.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: it's not like God doesn't know. Mm-hmm. It's not like God is not aware. Um, I think sometimes we just have to get honest with ourselves before mm-hmm. God before the transformation begins. Um, you know, worship really is our response to uh, what we value most. And uh, when we value God the most and we get into his presence and we say, Lord, I'm going to set my anger aside. I'm going to set my issues aside. Then he's able to speak. You Mm -hmm. talked about the sludge. We get into the presence of God and we're talking
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and we're saying our stuff. But when we get that aside, now we're able to hear what God has to say. Mm -hmm. And his word is transformative. His word is creative. His word is healing. And uh, our words are what they are. But when we make space for the presence of God and the word of God to come into our life, the man, it gives us a different perspective, gives us hope, and allows us to be the freedom girl, mm-hmm. so to speak. Amen. That yeah. Come God on now. Us mm-hmm. be.
0: Because I think that I love the word authentic, and I believe that you said it yesterday, um, but God knows it anyway. Yeah. So when we come into His presence, why are we trying to act like we have it all together when He knows that we don't? And if we'll open up and be authentic, as ugly as it is, as raw as it is, mm-hmm. I think that a lifestyle of worship is a open heart before God. I mean, the Bible talks about David. Yes. And that he was a man after God's own heart.
1: But he was as normal as you and I mm-hmm. in his struggles with um emotional issues. He he got depressed, he got down, he got very mad. Mm-hmm. He did some pretty stupid things and some pretty sinful things. Yeah. But God still said you're a man after my heart because when it was all said and done, it always came back to God. I love you. Mm-hmm. I honor you. Mm-hmm. I want to do everything you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I'd like to um, take this discussion just a little bit um, deeper and talk about that God actually created us for worship. Mm-hmm. From the from Genesis chapter two, God told Adam to dress and keep the garden. Mm-hmm and the word is um abad abad and that says work but in the hebrew it's also called worship worship and do you know later on when the um high, when the priests were told um to uh to worship they were told to wear only linen mm-hmm. because god didn't want it to be there would be no sweat, sweat. no human effort Mm-hmm. And so as we learn how to serve God Monday to Saturday without any music playing, without mm-hmm. any um, any uh, drum beat or lead singer to lead us into worship, mm-hmm. and when we get in our car and we go to work and we worship God by the way we do our job, mm-hmm. we worship God by the way we treat our spouse and our children, mm-hmm. we worship God by the way we... Um, keep our eye open for those around us who um, need a hug or a smile or a, or a friendly face. That's worship, too. Mm-hmm. It's not all emotion in, in, internal. It's how we walk out of our life mm-hmm. because um, in, in Genesis 2, he says work and worship, that, that word that's the same. Then after the fall, the same word was used but then sweat came into, into play. Mm-hmm. But then when Jesus came, and he restored us to what he created us to be at the yes. first place. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. work became worship again. Mm-hmm. Um, a question I could ask is, who do you want to take care of you in the hospital? Do you want a nurse that is there to worship, or do you want a nurse that's there to pay the bills?
0: hmm you want yes. a
1: nurse there that feels that this is her destiny her and purpose today mm-hmm. and she's going to treat you like she would treat God mm-hmm. and she's going to worship in the way she cares for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's what I want.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: in, in fact, I don't even want to be in the hospital. I'd like, a, <laughs> I'd like a,
1: an <laughs> angel <laughs> that will that's Trent, right
0: Portman. Good, good, good. <laughs> <Yes>, hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. But that's such a good word. That's a powerful word because it's in serving it's in worship, a lifestyle of worship. Like you said, when I choose Christ instead of my human will and I don't yell at you but I submit or I yield, that's worship. That's right. That's glorifying God. And there's freedom in that there's deliverance in that when i say you know what i'm going i am not going to demand my own way but i'm going to yield to god there's joy that comes from that and the joy of the lord is our strength and um i I love that thought and i think people who don't understand worship pastor julian you said you know worship is not just something that we do on sunday morning Mm -hmm. it's not a ritual and it's not just music It is words that come out of our mouth, but it's an attitude of our heart, and it can also be a posture of our physical. Mm -hmm. But I know this, whatever form worship is, the enemy can test it because he knows that there's power in that worship. Anytime we want to glorify God. And so that's why he always comes with the doubts or the... The negative about the Lord, the, did the Lord really say you should yes. do this? Did the Lord really, you know, you should be, you know, he failed you. He let mm-hmm. you down. But in the midst of sometimes those doubts and the, those questions, when we say, Lord, I trust you, Lord, I thank you, despite what I see with my eyes, it doesn't matter what I see, I know your heart, God, and I worship you, like you were saying yesterday, uh, freedom comes, deliverance Absolutely.
2: Comes. Uh, David is one of my favorite guys in the Bible, and I love the fact that God says uh, he's a person after my own heart. And what I love about David is that there's parts of the Bible where he says, um, I wanted to punch somebody in the face or hit them in the cheekbone or whatever. I'm like, that's (laughs) what I'm talking about. Smashing (laughs) their teeth. Yeah. Here's a guy who God esteems, but he also gave him space. To be so authentic that he said, "I want to injure somebody." Now, mm-hmm. now, I, freedom girls, please don't go in and start injuring folks or even doing that. This, but, this
0: is a disclaimer, yes.
2: Um, disclaimer. <laughs> there you go. Sure that we don't have any lawsuits or anything. Okay. But, but I think when we're that honest with God, it makes space for God to do His thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like Neva was saying, that happens on Wednesday. That happens on Thursday. Uh, we can mm-hmm. be nice and we can have our smiles and our masks and whatever, but true worship is taking off the mask. True worship is doing what you yeah. said. I guard the garden by yeah. worshiping, yeah. not mm-hmm. just working. Man, that, that that right there will preach a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And so um, God, give us the grace, give us the courage, the bravery to be able to pursue you without our mask mm-hmm. uh, because uh, nothing happens until we do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, um, you know, yesterday we were having a conversation about worship, and um, it's that place where you're just going, God, I don't know what to do. You know, to use the words of Jehoshaphat, it's just, um, you know, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Yeah. And it's like, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. And 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 let that be our prayer as we pursue God in his presence.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to say something? Yes. Doesn't that, when we take the mask off, when we... Um, speak honestly isn't that like taking something from the dark into the light and removing the enemy's opportunity to to take it take us to the woodshed on it right on right
0: Right, because Satan traffics in the dark. He yeah. operates in dark things, and secret things, and hidden things. He gets a stronghold in those places. He gets a hook in us, and that hook is like a fish hook. He can just pull us around by it. But when we bring it into the light, and and really face our fear, because we fear that light. But when we get there, we find out, wow, this is there's so much grace here. And we bring it into the light, we find release, we find comfort, we find solution. We find God's empowerment, his grace, which is supernatural power to overcome our circumstances. So we do. We need Mm -hmm. to bring it into light. I like what you said, Julian. Um, We guard the garden by worship, not just the work, you Mm -hmm. know, but that worship, guarding the garden. Our heart is the garden today, right? Absolutely. Our heart Mm -hmm. is the garden, and we have to be careful what is sown into our heart. Mm -hmm. We have to keep our heart just like Adam and Eve were to keep that garden. And when we worship, it does something to our heart. Mm -hmm. Again, there is freedom that comes because worship is a powerful weapon. A couple things that worship does. Each one of us can can share one of these here. But worship uh, frees my heart from my will to God's will. It prepares me to adjust. When I worship God something happens that begins to translate me out of my I think, I want, I will, my way into God, whatever you want. And now I'm as I begin to worship God, I am aligned with his will for my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, Neva, earlier when you started, you said, you know, God had a purpose and a plan for my life. I thought I was disqualified from it. But when you worship God, you get aligned with his will for your life, and now you're positioned to mm-hmm. hear him mm-hmm. and to know what He, how he wants to lead you and how he wants to guide you. Worship can bring you back into alignment. It's like a spiritual chiropractor. Mm-hmm. I was oh. going to
1: say it's like a spiritual hearing aid oh, because when I, I worship, and there's times where worship means I close my mouth because I don't want anything to distract me mm-hmm. from what God is trying to say to me. But it's like a it's like a um, Holy Ghost hearing aid that mm-hmm. where the Spirit of God can begin to speak to me if I'm in that attitude of worship. Where if I'm too busy, I, I miss Him. Mm-hmm. I miss what He's trying to tell me to. Um, that hit that it, whether it's a a special. Um, word of his love for me and his care for me or whether it's a direction, Mm -hmm. but i um, it has to be in an attitude of worship that my hearing aid gets turned up a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um,
2: I think worship elevates our vision.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: When we're not in worship, we're doing our own stuff, our vision is is very earthly. It's very um, uh, on the ground, Mm one-dimensional. And so when we worship It elevates our vision, and we're able to see things a different way. That person that we're upset with, we see them through God's eyes. That's right. That situation that was completely hopeless, Mm -hmm. we see it through God's perspective. Mm -hmm. And, okay, um, when I'm in the presence of God, I'm in an atmosphere of miracles. I'm in an atmosphere of provision. Mm -hmm. I'm in an atmosphere of breakthrough. So now I'm not relying on my own strength. Uh I'm connected to God's strength, and it's limitless. Mm -hmm. But unless, until I get into his presence... Man, my vision stays bound, earthbound.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, for me, worship is healing. Mm-hmm. There are many times where I've been struggling with bitterness, perhaps, or unforgiveness, or something in my own physical body. Mm-hmm. And all I can do is feel how wretched and miserable you know I feel. Maybe I'm sick, but as I begin to worship the Lord, I've... Physical healing has come to me. Emotional healing has come to me. For the, the Bible says where the presence of the Lord is, there is freedom. When I worship him, Jesus is attracted to my worship. He comes into that space. He joins me in that worship to God. And the Holy Spirit even anoints me to worship God. And so when I begin to say, tell him with my mouth, I put it out there in the atmosphere because God's Word tells us that Satan is the prince of the power of the air, and so I put my words out in, in the airways sometimes as warfare. There are times when I'm quiet and I meditate before God, and I don't want to put my words out there because I don't want the enemy to know what I'm saying. He <laughs> can't read my mind, can't read my heart. But then there are times like a sword, I just want those words to go forth, even though inside what I'm feeling is like I feel miserable. And there's times that I've even heard, You're going to die. You got the C, you got the cancer. Um, I feel miserable. But that's not what comes out of my mouth. What will come out of my mouth is, Jesus, I praise you and I thank you that you're my healer. That's what comes out of my mouth because I'm I'm releasing a weapon. So for me, I've experienced healing as a result of worship, both physically and emotionally.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a for those of you who might be on the farther other end of 50, like me.
0: You're not on the farther other end. Oh, oh a 50
1: I, of the 50. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's now a six in front of the O. <laughs> but there's a hymn that says, um, uh, Turn your eyes upon Jesus yeah, in the light that. of his glory and mm-hmm. grace, where the things of earth grow strangely mm-hmm. dim. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're talking about, yeah. is that when we've turned our eyes on Jesus, that those things that have bound us that day, the things that are distracting us, they just all of a sudden, they just go dim. It's mm-hmm. not important anymore when you're mm-hmm. in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm.
0: So let me summarize just for a moment. So, so far we've talked about worship aligns my will with God's will. So it brings me into alignment. We said worship. Work is worship. We said work is worship and it helps me guard my heart. We said worship. Elevates our vision. It elevates our vision. I don't see a way. I don't see through the spirit, but God shows me. You said worship is a spiritual hearing aid. So look at the senses that are involved. I can hear God. I can see God. I can align myself with God's purpose for my life. I can produce fruit in the garden of my life. Worship is powerful. Worship brings healing. Five things right there Mm -hmm. that worship does. Um, Worship is warfare. It defeats the enemy. Mm -hmm. It is. It absolutely will break his strategy and the, the Word of God says, you know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But there are weapons formed against you. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to prosper. Mm-hmm. And part of that weapon not prospering is us not letting it prosper. By worshiping God, yeah. we defeat the enemy. You are our Bible scholar. You know um, in Chronicles where they sent the army out before, the yeah. worshipers and stuff before the, the mm-hmm. army? Mm-hmm. And the enemy fell in defeat because the worship of the Lord went forth Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. And there's times where that is a strategy of warfare that, you know what, I'm not going to fight this battle. All I'm going to do is raise my hands Mm -hmm. and worship God and thank him for victory.
2: It's a beautiful story, uh, you know, where God says that he set ambushes for them. And, um, you know, King Jehoshaphat, for those that aren't familiar with the story, um, there are five armies, I believe, that come against them and they're very close and there's nothing that they can do to win and so he consults the prophets and the leaders and they decide to worship and as the children as the parents as the people and then the singers begin to worship and i think this song was um the lord is good and his mercy endures forever and it was that atmosphere of worship in their time of desperation Mm -hmm that defeated the enemy for the nation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's such a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And so what you're saying, what we're talking about here, is that same power that we see in Second Chronicles chapter 20 is that same power that God wants to release in our lives right. Um, right now. Yes. yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. You know, sisters, um, today if you find yourself in a place where you're just struggling, Man, oppression is on you, and depression is on you and I understand that that can be very physical and very chemical, but I also understand there's a place where we're just sad you know we just we feel hopeless or or we've just got ourselves in a situation where we're tired and we're weary and we don't have clear vision, we're foggy, we feel like we've been disqualified, something in our life has not gone just right and Now we feel like we're damaged goods and that God can't use us. I want you to remember, the Lord is good and His mercy endureth forever. God is gracious. God is good all the time. God has a phenomenal and wonderful plan for your life. And if you would be willing to step out of yourself for a moment, whether it's to get on your knees, whether it's just to get quiet before God, or whether it's to go outside and do a warfare dance and don't care who's looking at you. David danced before the Lord with all of his might, and he even took off his royal garments. In other words, take off your your mask, take off your image, take off your suit and tie. You know, those things that make you feel good about yourself and just before God, get authentic. Be real. Get it down to the linen where you're not sweating before God, but you're just willing to be real. And say, here I am, God. The Lord never fails. His mercy endures forever. You will discover a grace, a kindness, a mercy that you've not known before. And you I believe you'll sense the freedom of the Lord coming through that worship and through that time of authenticity. And I believe that what's true in the spirit becomes true in the natural that You'll watch God begin to put things into place for you. Watch the rescue mission of God to get you out of where you are or to move you forward. He knows how to order your steps. God is not confused about what to do with your life. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, um, we're going to close. I can't believe our time is already up. But um, Pastor Julian, do you have any uh, parting words? Or Pastor Neva, what would you say to the ladies as we close out today?
2: I would say that God is um, one of my favorite scriptures, Acts chapter seventeen, twenty-seven. It says, if we reach for him, we'll find him because he's not far from one every, any one of us. And if we, no matter where we're at, if we reach for him, he's there.
1: Amen. And the thing that comes to my mind is just to encourage you to trust him. Trust the Lord. I know that if you've been hurt in life, trust comes hard. But de- just dare to do it. Just dare to trust the Lord and and He will meet you and fulfill um, needs that you
0: never even thought He could do. Amen. Reach for God, trust for God, worship Him whether you feel like it or not and watch what God will do for you. Jesus, I thank you for this time and I thank you that every woman who will take you at your word right now will discover and realize the freedom that you have for her. We believe you, God. You are good all the time. You will not lie. And your word says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We thank you for that and we receive it today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, girls. Once again, this is the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. Hey, ladies, on November 7th, we're going to have a Freedom Girl Conference. I don't want you to miss it. And so for more information, visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com. Drop us a line and we'll be sure to get back to you. Again, that's freedomgirlsisterhood.com. And we will look forward to seeing you on November 7th at Tribes Church, 6070 Cuts Hill Road. Again, this is the Freedom Girl Sisterhood Living Free living full. This is Don Scott Damon, your host. Hey everybody, say goodbye.
2: Hey, hey I'll I'll see you guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, we love you. God bless you. We hope to see you soon. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Freedom Girls Sisterhood.